Hey everybody, this is Pastor Cor Chavis. Thank you so much for checking us out today at Truth Chapel's podcast. If this word has blessed your spirit or encouraged you, take a moment and leave us a quick review. Also, check us out at truth-chapel.com or any of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. God bless, and I pray you enjoy. Genesis 101, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Would you just read that with me loud? Would you read that with me? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now I'd like to read for you Psalms 100 and verse 3. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Amen. May God that is blessing through the reading of the word in Jesus name. You may be seated. Amen. Last week, I started a series on this subject, Life's Greatest Questions. Life's Greatest Questions. How many have questions tonight? Amen. About 17 people. All right. So the rest of y'all, we need y'all to write a book, please. So we can read it and be as sure as you are. I got questions. I'm a 40-year-old man that has spent most of my life in church, and I got questions. I've read the Bible through numerous times. I got questions. I've been to more conferences than you can shake a stick at. I got questions. I've heard some of the greatest preaching any human being has ever heard in the history of mankind. I got questions. I've been around some of the greatest, most awesome people that you could possibly ever be around. I got questions. I've been around men that could pray a prayer and tell you what you ate for dinner three nights ago. I got questions. I've been around people that are so powerful that when they walk into a room, I've been with them before, people just started crying. I've been with a man that is so powerful. His name is Lee Stone King. I spent many, many hours with this man. I was in a restaurant with him one time, sitting in a restaurant, eating dinner. He grabbed the waitress by the hand and said her name, and she immediately began to weep. Immediately. I've been around these kind of people. I've been exposed to great ministry and great power. I've been exposed to the great glory of God. I've been in services where you could literally see the glory of God in the room. You could see it. It was physical and it was tangible. You could see it. I've been in meetings where people were getting out of wheelchairs. I was in a meeting one night in Tennessee with Lee Stone King. He was reading his scripture. He said from, from in the scripture, he stopped in the middle of his reading and he said, Someone's being healed right now, right over there. And the guy jumped up and ripped out his hearing aids and said, oh, my God, I can hear. That's not what I read in the book. That's not something I've seen on a video. I was actually in the room when that happened. I've been in great moments, great places around, great things and great people. And guess what? I got questions. All right. So if I can admit it, you need to be able to admit it. I got questions. I still question some things. There's some things in my life that I wish I had the answers to. I wish that God would lay it out very clear and very plain. That would be awesome. If God would just lay it all out in a linear line and I could just see it from beginning to end, I could see what's at the beginning of the tunnel and what's at the end of the tunnel, that would be super awesome. I wish God would do that for me. But he hasn't. 
And if you have found out a way for God to do that for you, please let me know. Because we are all waiting for that information. What do I do next is one of the greatest questions of life. What do I do next? What happens next? What do I do next? Life is full of questions, and I believe that there are five major questions in life. Those questions consist of, who am I? We talked about that last week. Who am I? In my reading tonight, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I believe that that one scripture can sum up most of life's questions. That God is connected to everything after that scripture. That if God created everything, everything that happens after that scripture is somehow entangled, connected with God. And that nothing can happen in my life. Nothing can take place in my world. Nothing can take place in my family. Nothing can take place in my mind, my heart, my spirit. Nothing can take place in creation that God is not connected with and somehow in control of. Amen. That God is sovereign. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful everywhere. Always. He has his hand on everything. He's not excited. He's not uh, he's not confused. He's not broke. He's not away on vacation. He's not surprised that all things are controlled by God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so what I talked about on last Wednesday night was who am I? If you were here on Sunday morning and heard my message, then you are kind of connected to really the real question that you need to ask, not who am I, but whose am I? The problem in life is not that we have questions. The problem in life is that we ask the wrong questions. And we ask a question for which there is no answer. And so we wind up frustrated because we're asking questions that cannot be answered. Not in the form that we're asking them. God, Moses says, God says to Moses, Moses, in, in Exodus chapter 3, he, God says to Moses, Moses, I want you to go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Moses' first question is the greatest question in life. It's one of the first questions in the Bible. It's where Moses says, who am I that I would go to Pharaoh? He, he's wondering who he is. Who am I? That's his first. Moses' question is, and it's all of our question, who am I? God does not answer that question. The next scripture, God says, I will be with you. He, he never answers Moses. He never says, Moses, you're a great man. You're a great leader. You're going to lead people. You're gonna, people are going to write books about you. You're going to be the greatest leader in the history of mankind. That's not what God says. God says, Moses, I'll be with you. That's all you need to know. He says, I'll be with you. I'll walk with you. I'll lead you. I'll tell you what you need to know. And so when Moses understands that God's going to be with him, his next question is, well, then who are you? And Watch, when Moses says, who am I? God keeps his mouth shut, says nothing. This is all in Exodus chapter 3. When, when, when Moses says, who am I? God doesn't answer him. God says, I'll be with you. But when, when Moses says, God, who are you? God comes out the closet. He's like, hey, I'll tell you who I am right now. I am the I am. I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Like God is real cool telling you who he is. Because when you form the question in a better sense, you get a better answer. And so Moses has the ability to walk into Egypt knowing a certain death, walk into Egypt not because he knows who he is, but now he has a revelation of who's walking with me. 
And many of us are afraid. We are fearful. We're fearful about today. And we are really fearful about tomorrow. Not because you don't know who you are. Because you have not yet got a revelation of who's holding your hand. And when you get a revelation of who it is that's walking with you, you'll walk into any situation, any moment, and nothing can take, nothing can put fear in your heart because you know I am not alone. Not because I know who I am, but because I know who God is. And I know that God is with me and that God will reveal to me what I need to know when the time is right. That over time, God will reveal to me what I need to have revealed in my life. God will give me, David says it like this, his word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. In other words, my path is lit, but the lamp is at my feet. That means every step that I take is illuminated. Me and you want our whole life's illuminated, but nobody ever had their whole life illuminated. No, the only person in the Bible that I even see had a glimpse of their life being illuminated was Joseph. When God gave him a dream and the only thing he illuminated was the last thing. I appreciate that, but that's really, that's just mean. Because as God illuminates the end, he doesn't illuminate the middle. And so Joseph's in a pit going, for real? He's in Potiphar's house being accused of something he didn't do. For real? He's stuck in prison for years. For real? Because he doesn't understand that God's guiding his footsteps to get him to where he saw himself in the dream that he had when he was a little boy. And what we need to know is that if we know who God is and we know that God will not let us go that God holds on to us, who can separate us from the love of God, that no matter what happens tomorrow, or no matter what happened yesterday, or no matter what happens today, I am not confident in who I am. I am confident in whose I am. I know who holds my future. And somebody said amen. amen. The second greatest question in life is, where did I come from? Where did I come from? Where did you come from? Did you come from a single cell amoeba that somehow turned into a tadpole that somehow turned into a land dwelling creature that somehow turned into uh, something else that somehow turned into uh, a monkey and then somehow turned into you? That's what uh, humanism and evolution would tell us today that this is where we come from. We come from uh, the planet, the Big Bang, that somehow it was all thrown into space at, at random, and we are random creations of life on Earth, and that you are random. And now you may not think, you may, you may be sitting there thinking, well, we're talking about greatest life's, life's greatest questions, but I don't really feel like this is a big question for me. Where do I come from? But just, just give me a little bit, because I believe that this is one of life's greatest questions. Because if you don't know where you come from, it's hard to know where you're going. And a lot of us, we struggle with identity because we, we still believe that we came from mom and dad. 
I'll, I'll get to it in a minute, and you'll understand. But, but, but let me go even more back in, in time and space, okay? Because we did not come from a monkey, okay? You came from God. And let me show you. In Psalms 103, my reading tonight, he said, Know ye that the Lord is God, and that he hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. God made you. He made you. In the fabric, in the DNA of your genetic makeup, God has written all over it. This is, I've experienced some things in my life, and, and one of the things I experienced was um, atheists, well, guys that told me they were atheists, I don't really believe in God, I don't care. When bullets started flying, you know, one of the first words they would say was Jesus. You know, God help us. I, and, and I saw men that were fervent, fervent that they, I'm not a believer, I'm a non-believer. Fervently would, I mean, argue you down. Now, some of y'all been military before, so you know the kind of man that the military attracts. A lot of alphas. So, so you got a room full of alphas. And, 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 and there's one alpha who's just letting everybody know I'm a non-believer. And I don't care what you believe. It's a bunch of junk. It's a lie. And it, it's hard to argue with an alpha who knows he's right. But when the bomb started dropping, it was like, hey, let's pray. <laughs> well, why do you want to pray? I don't understand. And you would say, well, that's just fear. No, listen, we, as a human being, you have a survival mechanism. Go, go on YouTube tonight and type in two words. Type in lizard brain. And when you get on the dark side of YouTube, just type in lizard brain. And you'll understand that there is a brain inside your brain that is, has a genetic code in it that will keep you alive. It'll make you run when you don't know why you're running. It'll make you fear when you don't know why you're afraid. It'll, it'll give you pause and cautiousness in times you don't even know that there's a reason to pause and be cautious. Because there's a genetic code inside of you that has a survival mechanism. Well, inside that code, that genetic code, there is a place in there for God and God only. And no matter what you say you believe or don't believe, when it comes down to brass tacks and you're breathing your last breath, you know what you're going to do? That lizard brain that's still connected to that first man in the garden is going to say, Jesus. Amen. It's going to cry out to a God that, the, that your psychosis don't even believe in, but that genetic code, he's written on it. He's written on you. Let me, let me tell you where you came from. You were made by God. He designed you. Mm. Let me break it down for you like this because I talked a little bit about this last week. Let me talk a little bit about it tonight. So you go to the car dealership and you say, I, I want a car. And they, they take you and they take you to this brand new car, this, this, this name brand car, beautiful vehicle. And you take it home and, and you, 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 you drive it for a few weeks and a few months and you, you wake up early one morning, you go out, you crank your car up to get it warm, and you go back in the house and get your coffee, and you come back out, and it's gone. 
happened to my cousin just a few months ago. She went outside, cranked her van, went back inside, came back outside, van was gone. Found the van two weeks later, totally trashed out. When they found that van, it was just a, you know, a gray Honda Odyssey. Do you know how many gray Honda Odysseys there are on this planet? A bunch. I drove a gray Honda Odyssey all over this world. If there had been a bridge to Jamaica, I would have drove it. I drove it everywhere. I drove it from North Carolina to Maine, from North Carolina to California. I drove that thing everywhere. And when I got done with it, I sold it for $4,000. You cannot, you can't break down a, a gray Honda Odyssey. You, can dra- you ain't got to change the oil and just drive it forever. It's hard to break it down. And there's so many of them on the road. They hardly lose their value because they're great vehicles. So many on the road. But when they found her, I mean, it was destroyed. I mean, stuff tore out of it. It was crazy. But you know what they did? There's a little spot on that car up front. And some of you haven't noticed this yet, but on the front of your car, there's this little area, a little tiny, tiny area. And it's hard to get to it, and only professionals know how to get to it. But there's just a little code there. And what some guys are doing now, they'll take that code off. It's called a VIN number. And that VIN number is connected to that vehicle, also connected to you. And no matter where that thing winds up on the planet, they can scan that VIN, and they know this belongs to, this came from this. Well, there is a genetic code written into you that the devil can't wipe off. Let me say this. There's a genetic code written into you that sin can't wipe off. There's a genetic code written into you that no devil in hell, no enemy, no failure, no sin, no mistake, no guilt, no shame could get rid of. That's why if you take a man out of church, he can be he can be backslid for years. Get him good and drunk. He'll start preaching. He'll start praying. I want to pray a prayer real fast. Let me pray. I got something. I got You know why? Because he cannot sin enough to get the genetic code written off of his life. That's why the Bible says that the young man in Luke 15, when he came to himself, he said, why am I here in my father's house? Even the servant, had, no matter what kind of sin he did, no matter how far he went, no matter how ugly his life was inside of him, the father had written the code and he didn't need a GPS to get back home. He knew where to go. He knew what to do. He told Jeremiah in chapter 1 and verse 5 of Jeremiah, he said, before I formed thee. What's what he says in Jeremiah 1, 5? He said, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. Before you were even formed in the belly, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nation. He told Jeremiah, before I even formed you, I knew you. This is why you are not connected to your family. I love my heritage. I got a great mom, great dad, great grandfather. I got a beautiful heritage. Okay, But at the end of the day, God will not take into account my heritage for my soul. I will not be able to stand on judgment day and say, well, Jesus, my grandfather was a great. It doesn't matter. It matters what I did. 
I can't stand and say, well, wait a minute, my mom prayed for me. <laughs> Thank God my mom prayed for me. My mom's prayers got me back into the church. But on judgment day, my mom's prayers ain't going to matter a hill of beans. What I did, what I said, how I live, the actions I took will matter. Because before God put me in my mama's womb, he knew me. He had a plan for me. There was always already a process that he said, Jeremiah, you were a prophet to the nations before your mom and dad ever got together. Are you hearing me right now? He said, before you were born, I had already sanctified you. I had already ordained you to be what I called you to be. So tonight, I want to tell you that stop, stop looking back and trying to get your identity of where you're from, from your parents. Because some of you are trapped in what you think you will become. I rebuke the idea that you have to be who your father was. I rebuke the idea that you have to be who your mother was. I rebuke the idea that you have to be what your grandfather was. That is not biblical. But because, because before you were even formed in the womb, God had a plan for you. I come to tell somebody, let me tell you where you come from. You didn't come from that. You came from him. And so you can disconnect yourself from that and say, you know what? I won't let that control me. I won't let that lead me. I won't let that guide me. God, I can be whatever you called me to be. If my daddy was a drunk, I can still be a prophet. If my mama was promiscuous, I can still be saved when I entered the marriage. If my past was bad, my future can still be good. That's where you come from. You come from an almighty God that had a plan for you before you were even formed in the womb. The only reason your mom and daddy was even involved is because he needed a way to get you here. And now that you're here, he don't need them no more. Even God needed a mama. He couldn't come any old kind of way. He had to be born of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law. He had to come in the right way. You know what the difference between Jesus and the devil is? Is Jesus had a belly button. And the devil wasn't born here. The devil was kicked here. John said, I saw him like lightning fall from heaven. I saw him fall from heaven because he wasn't born here, so he doesn't have authority here. You have a, let me tell you where you're from. You're from God. You were born of a woman, made under the law. So you have power. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me tell you what Jesus, let me tell you what God told him in Deuteronomy and in Numbers, twice in Deuteronomy, twice in Numbers. God told him, he said, listen, everything that entereth the matrix, entereth through the matrix, is mine, saith the Lord. The matrix is the womb of a woman. It's more than just a movie. It's the womb of a woman. And God said, if it comes through the womb of a woman, it is mine. I, it's dedicated to me. If it came through the womb, it is mine and dedicated to me. So if you're sitting here tonight and you were born, you got a great future ahead of you. 
The only prerequisite to be used of God is to be born. I don't care what your mama did. I don't care what your daddy did. I don't care what your past looks like. I don't care where you come from. Let me tell you tonight, you come from an almighty God who had a plan for you before you ever set foot on this planet. That's where you come from. See, some of us, our identities are so trapped in what we were. Our identities are so trapped in where we come from. Our past, our heritage, our background, what our dad did, what our mom did, what my grandparents did. We're, a lot of us are trapped in family identity. Boy, you have to know that when you come, when you come to God, there is a place for family identity. And then there's a place to separate from that. There's a time to say, hey, I know who my, I respect where I came from. And I understand it. But it doesn't define me. Amen. I respect who I came from. I respect who birthed me. I respect all. But that does not define me. I'm defined not by them. I'm defined by God. God defines me. I'm defined by my walk with God. And so tonight, you need to know where you came from. John chapter 1. In verse 1, it's, we, it's, a, it's a famous scripture. We love to quote it. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. Verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. All things were made through him. <laughs> and by him. And without him, there was nothing made that was made. That's where you come from. He made you. And God don't make junk. My manufacturer, he's had zero recalls. Zero. Zero recalls. He doesn't make junk. Every person has a purpose. And if you didn't have a purpose, you wouldn't be here tonight. You wouldn't be breathing, you wouldn't be living, you wouldn't be walking, you wouldn't be talking if you didn't have purpose. Where do you come from? You come from God. Separating yourself from the identity of your past, from the identity of mom and dad and heritage and home. You go and you connect. You go and you connect with God. And I'm not saying that you forget those things. I'm not saying that those things become nothing to you. For some of you, it would be good for you to forget those things. It would be, it, it would be good for you to just put it out of your mind and never think about it again. But we know that's impossible. Anybody that tells you, man, don't think about it, just move on. That's, that's silly talk. It's always going to be in your heart. It's always going to be in your mind. You, you always understand, I came from this or I came from that. You'll, you'll get it. But you don't have to find your identity in that. I know that. I realize that. I see that. But that doesn't define me. 
I don't have to be cursed with the curse of my past. I don't have to be cursed with the curse of what my family did or what my last name is. I didn't come from them. I came from God. Because before he ever formed me in the belly, he knew me. He had a plan for me. He said, Jeremiah, not only did I have a plan for you, but I sanctified you. I empowered you. You had a plan. I sanctified you. I empowered you. To be a prophet to the nations. To do what I've called you to do. To be who I've called you to be. And where you came from doesn't matter. Where you came from doesn't matter. What really matters is, where are you now? You see, it's not that we have questions. Questions are okay. It's how we form the question that matters. It's not about where I'm from. It's about where I'm at. And I'm, I'm, I'm closing. I'm, 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 I'm wrapping this up. So many of us want to look back, and, and can this be pastor for a little while right here? Can you just give me just give me about five minutes? I'll be done. So many of us spend our time looking in different directions. I know people; all they can see is what's behind them, what they did, what what she did, what he did, what my dad did, what my past did, and all they do their whole life. When you talk to them and you try to connect with them, they're always telling you about what happened, right? Oh, it just. Look, look out there. Look, look what they did to me. Look, look how it happened. She and he and they and they, they, that's, that, their whole view is here. Right. But I talk to other people and their whole view is out here. Man, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. I'm telling you, God, God, I'm going to do. I'm going to be. I'm going to. And they, all they, they, they live about 20 years out there. They're mine. And listen, I'm all about goals. I'm, you know me. Don't, 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 don't hate. Appreciate. You know, I'm going to. I'm all about goals and setting goals and having a plan and all that, having a future. All that's fantastic. But so many people live like this. And so many people live like this. I'm going to tell you, man, I'm, I, it's, both of those are wrong. Both of those concepts. When you write a goal down, you lift up your head and you look. And you write it down. And then you do what you should do. Righteous man are ordered. So many people live back there. What he did, what she did, what they did. I, I can't believe I can't. And, 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 and let me tell you why I am the way I am because they did this. Let me tell you why, the, why I am the way I am because they did that. And they live looking over their shoulder for their whole life. And then you got a whole other group of people, all they, they live way out there in la la land, never doing anything about right now. What are you doing right now? Where are you right now? Where I'm from is not as important as where I am. Because if you could admit where you are and you could do something now, because guess what? Now is the only time you got. If you could do something about right now, 
Because now is the most important moment. Do something now. I'm going to be a great preacher. Well, that's great. I believe you. I'm with you. What did you do today that secures that kind of calling? I'm going to own a business. Come on, man. High five. I believe you. I'm behind you. I'll help you any way I can. What did you do today? What did you do in the last 24? What did you do right now? That helps tomorrow. Or did you spend today looking back? I can't be a business owner because, you know, my dad, he, he, he hardly held down a job. You can look back there if you want to, but it, it's never going to help you. You didn't come from that. You came from him. Most of us are so busy living in the past or so busy living in the future that we got no clue where we're at right now, what we're doing right now, what we're saying right now, what we're feeling right now. What are you doing right now? Are you aware of now? What are you doing now? I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. I'm a, what did you do today that would help you do that later? What decisions are you making today? What responsibility have you taken today? That's why one of the greatest things you could ever do in your life is take full responsibility for where and who you are. Because if you can take responsibility for where and who you are, the past loses all power over you. They're not responsible. Nope, I'm responsible. Yeah, did they hurt me? Yeah, absolutely. But they didn't hold a gun to my head and make me be who I am right now. I did that. I chose to do those things. This for me. And when you can admit to where you are, then where I come from loses power. When you can admit what, you do, what you're doing right now, where you're at right now. And I know I got some young people in here tonight. Thank, thank you, young people, for listening to me. I see some of you taking notes. Thank you so much. Let me tell you the most important thing that you can do right now in your life is stop living in the future and start living in the moment. Stop living out there at at graduation. Stop living out there in the next moment. Stop living out there in college. Stop. You got so many plans out there that you're missing right here. You know how I know that? Because every high school person that I know, once they get out of high school, they all say, man, I wish I could just go back for a couple weeks, see my friends, and just have a good time. How many have said that? How many have graduated high school and said that? I wish I could go back and, man, just have a good time, just chill. Man, all my friends, it was so fun. You know why? Because while you were there, you didn't enjoy it. You were looking out there somewhere. You were so busy looking out there, you forgot to enjoy what was right here. Some of you are living in the house right now, eating your mama's food, living under your daddy's roof. You, you can't even spare a power company. You don't know what a power company is. You don't even know what a bill means. You think a bill is on the front, of, on the face of a duck. That's all going to go away one day. It's going to disappear. And you're going to be like, man, I wish I could go back to those times when I was, yeah. But won't you enjoy, won't you stop for a minute and say, hey, you know what? I realize that I'm eating food I didn't pay for. 
enjoying AC I didn't pay for. Living in this room I didn't pay for. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for this moment. Because it didn't know it was going to last like this. Be comfortable and be okay with where you are. Tomorrow's going to come whether you want it to or not. The future will be here. You blink your eyes, the future will be here. Enjoy right now. What can you, and if you have a big vision for the future, and I want you to have a big vision. I want you to dream big. I want you to dream crazy. But you can't dream crazy and eat Cheetos and watch Netflix today. Because that dream will always be a dream. Just a dream. Just a dream. But if you want it to be reality, turn it off. Read your book. Go to school. Go to the library. Learn, grow, become. What are you doing now? Where did I come from? It's a great question. We all have it at some point. But it's really not the question. Where am I is a way better question. Where am I at right now? What's going on in my life right now? That's a way better question. God, what can I do today? That will secure a great future. God, will you be a lamp unto my feet? I'm so sorry that I tried to live way out there. That I didn't even look where I was stepping right now. God, be a lamp unto my feet. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Walk with me, Lord. Talk with me. Take my hand. Lead me and guide me in the way that I should go. Let me be comfortable with where I am. Because if I can be comfortable with where I am, I can determine where I'm going. No one can go to a destination if they don't know their current location. Stand with me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let me pray over you right now. God. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.